Hi everyone, Sandman here. It seems like everywhere I look these days, I see overweight women calling themselves sexy and empowered, even if they're 50 pounds overweight, or even more. And websites like Plenty of Fish and OkCupid are providing larger ladies with male attention that they never would have enjoyed 10 or 15 years ago. There are even big and beautiful dance clubs popping up all over North America, as well as some in Europe. Women are getting the message that they can become as large as they want and can still find a guy that's an 8 or a 9 and basically date them or have sex with them. They're turning their weight management problems into a huge asset, no pun intended. Women used to blame genetics 20 years ago and say things like, I'm overweight because of my genes. But they're now wearing their fat with pride, almost like a badge of pudgy honor, and behaving exactly like their thinner counterparts. There are clothing stores for large ladies, nightclubs, and even annual conventions. The culture has shifted, creating a situation where thin women accept larger women. And I think it was in an earlier video that I spoke about how thinner ladies keep the larger ladies around in order to make their own market value rise. And the large ladies that hang around with the skinny ones are there to get the male scraps from the hot girls. How many times have us men been turned down in the past by a thin and attractive woman, only to be thrown a bone back by her? The attractive woman throws us their fat, ugly friend, and we're supposed to feel grateful. Sometimes that large lady is thrown at us by them in terms of a shit test, in order to see if we have enough self-esteem and a determination to continue to pursue her, the attractive lady. The friendships between large women and the regular-sized ones are basically an unholy alliance in female-owned group preference. I think it was women of ordinary weight that led to the acceptance of larger ladies in society. Having more fat women around means less competition for the women that are nines and tens, and thin and trim. And nowadays, the overweight woman is basically striking out on her own. It will be interesting to see just how far society accepts larger women in social circles. Instead of the skinny women trying to get their fat friends to lose weight and maintain some kind of common thread in beauty and attractiveness throughout our society, they have used this situation to their advantage and have no sympathy for these fat women that they use. Being overweight generally lessens a woman's lifespan, makes them have more health problems earlier on, limits their ability to find gainful employment, reduces their chances of finding a man to marry, creates irregular menstrual cycles, thus destroying fertility, and also speeds up the aging process so they hit the wall years before they naturally would. Not to mention that some fat women's vaginas haven't seen daylight in many decades. Who knows what kinds of bacteria are growing in the shadow of all of that fat? Yet larger ladies are trying to convince themselves, as well as society, that their value is just as high as women that are thin and trim. The rational man sees all of these negatives and refuses to date larger women. Only a man blinded by lustful sexual desire and love would see larger ladies as worthy of his affection. Women in general are increasingly not interested in having children in the city that I'm from, so they don't have to worry about their fertility and are starting to gain weight up here in Canada, the same way that I saw American women gaining weight when I was in Florida and South Carolina as a teenager in my late teens and early 20s. Back then, I would wander American malls and notice girls that were about 200 pounds, and they had boyfriends that were almost half their size. Skinny little guys that looked exactly like Captain America before he was Captain America. They were often malnourished and incredibly low in their own self-esteem. Years later, when I was in a long-term relationship in my early 20s, my girlfriend at the time had a really big friend, and she was basically into really skinny guys as well. Whenever I heard that line, slap her thighs and ride the wave home, 
those are the guys that basically came to mind, because they were easily half the size of the women that they were dating. For a guy to be extremely skinny is similar to a woman that's being extremely fat. Back when I was in high school, I was very thin and had to work out in order to build my muscle mass and attract women. I started high school as a skinny, screech type of guy from Saved by the Bell, and finished high school with more muscles than A.C. Slater or Mario Lopez. The only difference is, I didn't have a jerry curl on my head like Mario Lopez. One of my ex-girlfriends had a friend with diabetes in her early 20s, and she claimed that it was a genetic disease. But when you weigh 350 pounds at the age of 25, there's more than genetics at play. One time I went to a cottage with this woman, and she started getting hungry because she hadn't eaten in about 6 hours. I know what it's like when a person doesn't eat and their blood sugar drops. This happens to me all the time. But I've also never seen anyone as mean as her when she gets hungry. The majority of the people at the, cot the, majority of the, people at the cottage at that time were weight conscious, and simply didn't need to eat all that much food. And even I was a bit hungry and didn't feel like I was getting enough food to eat. But the extremely obese 25-year-old woman started getting vicious. She was running around trying to steal hot dogs from people's plates and kept complaining that there wasn't enough food for her to eat and the portion sizes were definitely unfair. The nearest store was about 30 minutes away, so she grabbed a bag of potato chips and hightailed it into town. Myself and the other guys thought it was the funniest thing in the world. A year later, that 350-pound woman married a guy, and I ended up taking the wedding photos. And I'm not going to make any cheesy jokes about using ultra-wide-angle lenses to capture the happy couple. Instead, I'll share a story about the guy that she married. He was from the African country of Nigeria, and basically got his Canadian papers in the process while he was marrying her. He made her feel wanted and special until she started getting the sneaky suspicion that he was cheating on her and he was with her best friend and bridesmaid. The whole situation reminded me of an episode of Jerry Springer. And there I was, thinking that Jerry Springer was only a staged television show, when in reality this kind of stuff was happening in my real life, and I was getting to witness it right in front of me. In the past, being fat was a sign of wealth. If a person could afford to gain weight and keep their weight elevated, that meant that they could afford surplus food. Today, however, the opposite is true because of the abundance of food that's available in our society. I remember going into Buffalo City Hall many years ago, and going into the old Art Deco council chamber. And the seats were tiny, almost like they were built for children. The tour operator butted in and told me that even politicians were malnourished in the first half of the 20th century. One day when food becomes expensive once again, and starts to become scarce, women will once again look thin and trim for the most part. Not because they want to be skinny, but because the cost of Kraft macaroni and cheese will be prohibitively expensive for many of the people in our society. When I was a kid, there were often two or three fat kids in my grade school classes. If you go to schools today, you'll notice that almost three-quarter of the kids in most schools are already fat or obese. And girls are getting their periods sooner because they're overweight and because of the hormones that we feed to our chickens and cattle. But like I said, in two or three decades, the main worry will probably be people not getting enough food to eat and not the abundance of food and obesity. I also find it interesting that black men are attracted to women that are overweight. If someone would please enlighten me about this, I would appreciate it. Does anyone think it has to do with genetics, social conditioning, or something else? I would love to get an answer to that question, and I'm sure that many other people would want to hear that as well. It seems to be one of those things that's often taboo to talk about. Anyways, if men chase fat women and date them, then we validate their self-destructive gluttonous behavior. And the really sad thing is, even if a woman gains dozens of pounds and loses them, 
she will always have stretch marks and can easily put that weight on again because she's trained her body to accept the feast and famine model of food consumption. And studies have shown that women that were once overweight are less attractive than women that have never been overweight and were healthy their entire lives. Parents are often the ones to blame for childhood obesity, and they're the ones that need to be held accountable to it. That means all those families, as well as single moms that shove ice cream and french fries into the mouths of healthy children, need to be responsible for them. And it's also healthy single males that are paying more money in their health care premiums for women's health care through Obamacare. Creating universal health coverage while providing cheap processed food to the American population is a literal recipe for disaster. It will mean that the rates of obesity will probably go up and be on the rise. If you know you'll be treated for cancer or heart disease if you get sick and overweight, then there's less incentive for you as a person to take care of yourself. In Canada, if you go to the doctor, there are tons of women in the waiting room for minor ailments. People often wonder why men don't always go to the doctor very much and take care of themselves. I think a lot of it has to do with the waiting times at the doctor. There are usually so many women there that I don't typically want to spend a couple of hours waiting to see a doctor. And then have that doctor get pissed off at me for researching the symptoms of my ailment on Google before I visit his doctor's office. But that's a topic for another day. Anyways, today someone pointed out that my video called Who Buys Dinner was dating advice concealed as a MGTOW video. Do I need to remind everyone that just because you're a level 3 or level 4 MGTOW doesn't mean that there aren't purple pill as well as level 1 and level 2 MGTOW listening to this video as well? And I'm providing invaluable advice to guys who are still dating and having sex in short-term relationships. By all means, don't cohabitate, don't get married, and don't move in with a woman. But if guys still want to date, then let them do so. They're going their own way after all, and can do whatever the fuck they want. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.